The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Man Whore Podcast fans can enjoy 40 free minutes of sexy, ethical porn viewing by signing up at ManWhorePod.com slash HotMovies. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the cammers, spammers, and orgy planners. This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. All right. Woo! Last week's episode, huh? Sarah. I got a lot of hot and bothered and horny feedback about last week's show. My gosh. It's a combination of like hot and sexy and uh, and real and honest and raw. And so uh, shout out again to Sarah from last week for just an exceptional episode. Oh, my. If you are new to my program, this is a podcast where I typically talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating and why we didn't work out. However, this week's uh, special guest is not one of my former flames. No, no, no. This week I have got on cam girl extraordinaire. Ginger Banks, and I cannot wait to share her with y'all in a bit. But first, I want to take a moment to tell y'all a little bit about ManHorkon. I know we've been talking, hey, ManHorkon this, ManHorkon that. Last week, Sarah and I were discussing how excited we are for ManHorkon because she's going to be in attendance. So what the fuck is ManHorkon? ManHorkon is a weekend for the fan whores. Is a is this a weekend where a bunch of listeners fly on out to New York City, you hang out, you get to meet each other, you get to meet me, we get to go off and do some really fun, cool, and sometimes sexy events. Last week, like, you know, we had a nice small group that we were going to the Museum of Sex, we did some fun icebreakers, played some games, went out drinking, saw some comedy, took a, took a workshop, and of course there was a live Man or Podcast show. And an exclusive after party. Well, I want to make the first event announcement. The first official event being added to the itinerary is going to be, yes, again, a live Man Whore podcast recording that all Man Whore Con folks get to attend. And then after the live show, well, we're going to have an exclusive after party. Oh, yeah. Start making your plans. Start, Start checking what your paid time off of work is. Start taking a look at flights. Start taking a look at, I don't know, maybe you want to, maybe you want to do a little road trip to Manhorcon. I don't know. But one of the things you are going to want to do is get a hold of your weekend pass ASAP. Early bird discounts are still available over at manhorpod.com slash tickets. Again, that's manhorpod.com slash tickets. I'll be announcing events and more information about Manhorcon over the next few months. All right, before I get to my guest this week, Ginger Banks, I want to I read some emails. I got some emails from y'all I want to get to. I got a lot of great feedback about last week's episode with Sarah, uh, this, that wonderful, wonderful woman who blew her way to Brooklyn. It was a great episode, you know, raw and emotional, but also like hot and sexy and fun. Most of the feedback was like appropriate and great, but, you know, as, as men are wont to do, just some not just very inappropriate type of emails. So I want to give y'all an exa- a couple of examples of like not good emails to send me. 
This first one's titled, uh, the subject line reads, she's hot and I'm intrigued. And of course, there's no apostrophe in the word I'm uh, with this guy. It's okay. Uh, Phil writes, ask her if she, if she interested in another hookup. I'm in West Virginia and not a bad or crazy guy, just extremely horny. LOL. Ah, Phil, darling, uh, when you take your hand off your cock and the blood flow returns to your brain, maybe you will be able to predict why I want to scold you over this email. Ah. I just, I feel like if, if, if guys would just come before hitting the send button, so many inappropriate messages and emails could be avoided. Did I'm not giving out personal information of of guests who are clearly anonymous. Don't please don't hit me up asking if you can fuck someone I fucked. It it is it's a little crazy. It's a little cray cray, buddy. You know I'm not gonna say that you're a bad guy based off this email, but like maybe a little crazy. But not for nothing. When you're super horny, it makes us pretty crazy. Yeah. You know what you should do is if you're going to write me this type of email, be like, oh, yeah, fucking Sarah, she's a hot. I'm going to hit a billion and ask if like she'd fuck me too. type your email. That's OK. And uh, then just don't hit send. Like have your orgasm first. Let the blood come back to your brain. And then you'll, you'll probably I, I would hope you'll look at it and go like, e maybe, you know, maybe I don't need to send this email. Maybe I'll just say, hey, Billy, that episode was great. Maybe that's what you meant to say. But in the heat of jerking off, you uh, you forgot what was appropriate. <clears throat> this other one, and uh, for those of you who follow me on social media, like on Twitter and Instagram, like you've seen, uh, you've actually seen the screenshots of these emails. This next one, uh, subject line is "Love the Show" from Patrick. Billy, good morning from Minnesota. Wanted to give you my thoughts about the Man War podcast. So far, so good, everybody. I'm not concerned. I enjoy the podcast. It's original, sexy, funny, and heartfelt at times. The podcast about the woman who traveled to get the quote-unquote Billy cock was super entertaining. This email is still good. So far, so good. One thing you can improve on. Oh, boy. Okay. Number one. Oh, by the way, everybody, this, you know, it says number one, but it's uh, a list of only one, which doesn't really make it a list. Number one, start describing the women, what they look like, what they are wearing, tit size, body, etc. You suck at this. Mm. We need more details. We, everybody, we need more details. Rock on my man. Uh, here's a picture of my girl's legs below. Patrick. Uh, I, I don't suck at it because I don't do it. Uh, I don't do that. And there's very... Real legitimate reasons why I don't do such a thing. That's also never what I have been billing myself to do. Like, do we need more details? Or like, do you want more details? And of course, he did not like that very much because I got one last email from him. Wow, what an asshole. Go fuck yourself, little man who needs bitch slap. You talk a big game over email. Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> I've got a better email, much better email I want to share with you before uh, we move on. This one's actually an advice email, so maybe we can get back to <laughs> doing that. 
I do get, but when I'm not being told what to do with my show, sometimes people ask me for some advice. Remember, the only thing that qualifies a person to give advice is to be asked for it. I certainly do not build myself to be an expert. But anyways, Mike writes to me, howdy, Billy, longtime listener. Gosh, it has, uh, it has to have been since like episode 50. I'm a moderate time Patreon supporter and a first time writer. I spent my 20s in a liberal West Coast city in Canada. And after adjusting to the new West Coast mannerism, I really flourished. I lost a ton of weight, gained confidence as my career grew, met a woman way out of my league. She's brilliant, comes from a good family, kinky as fuck. I thought it was the best thing that ever happened to me until we took up swinging. We had very healthy practices, communication was always on point, safe sex practices were always followed, and again, she is kinky as my creativity would allow, so we got into all sorts of pretty wild situations. We had a wonderful time, evolved our style to more progressive swinging, and we're just on top of the world with everything. Aside from property prices in our liberal West Coast town, there was just simply no way for us to make the situation we wanted work, so we chose to move up island about 100 kilometers. Turns out the town we moved to where she can get a great job and where we can afford to buy the property we have dreamed of has killed our swinger life. It's like we moved from San Francisco to the middle of Trump's Texas, even though it's only 100 kilometers away. I'm in bloody Canada and I've seen MAGA bumper stickers. Making it worse, the age demographic is pretty different up here as well. She's only 28 and has a really hard time connecting with older people. We've tried pushing our age limit from 35 to 45, but whenever we went out on our standard first date, she feels no connection to the older people. As she puts it, I have no idea who those bands are. (laughs) And uh, that TV show they mentioned stopped airing when I was three. We tried uh, maybe talking about more timeless topics, but even those like the ethics or philosophy of self-driving cars, those have gone over poorly as well. Billy, do you have any tips for getting laid in Trump's America in Canada? Did we make a mistake moving away from our tribe? We still have Craigslist up in Canada, and it's how we pulled most of our previous partners. But up here, we just aren't getting any bites worth reeling in. I've always enjoyed your insights, so any that you have to share would be greatly appreciated. Mike, I have a strict rule against fucking Trump folks. Now, remember, I didn't say Republicans. I said Trump folk. There are people who try to tell liberals, oh, you're so intolerant of different views. Although the Republican Party, on a party platform level, you know, like the thing that they put together uh, during an election and they put it on their official website and it's like, here's our stances. On a platform level, it's a hateful party towards racial, gender, and sexual minorities. Although the Republican Party, on a party platform level, is a hateful party towards racial, gender, and sexual minorities, not all the candidates in the 2016 election were completely abhorrent. They're all all not good. None, none that I would vote for. Like John Kasich may or may not prove to be an ardent anti-abortion leader on a national level. He's certainly chosen to, quote unquote, represent the state of Ohio by attacking access to abortion in the state. But the left would not be having the same mental breakdown if John Kasich won the presidency. Angry, disgruntled, ready to win in 2020, but not an instantly obstruction level of disdain. 
Kasich, Rubio, whatever. Like there wouldn't have been a women's march of that size worldwide without Trump taking the White House. I say all of that to justify my no Trumper stance. A Trump voter at best is a nice, good person who is empowering political leaders who fight against the wonderful queers and feminists who have pioneered the sex positive movement. Like that's best case scenario. And I just don't think it's fair to let them enjoy the fruits of sex positivity and vote against those people's civil liberties. Think I'm overreacting? Trump, once again, is attempting to ban trans people from active duty in the military. This is real. It's not hypothetical. This isn't theory. These are real things that are happening. So I say all that to say political preferences are a perfectly valid factor for sexual attraction, just like some folks are super attracted to other punk rockers or other wanderlusty travelers. So don't feel bad for taking a stance to keep ignorance out of your bedroom and out of your partner's pussy. So what do you do? Now, I don't know where in Canada you are, really. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the stereotypes of where you are living. But you said like it's about 60 to 65 American miles. So, it, you know, that's not an insurmountable distance to meet a cute couple for some fun. Couples in super rural areas tend to have to do such drives out of geographical necessity. So start posting your ads and targeting your FetLife searches searches to your old area. You know, maybe make a monthly trip down if you can afford it to get like a hotel for the weekend. It can be like a fun thing to anticipate, like get horny for, you know, leading up to it. You go like, oh my God, it's almost the third weekend of the month. That's our time to go down and fuck a bunch of, you know, strangers. Swinging partners will also surely travel up to you, especially if it's someone you've played with before, someone you establish a really good connection with. So don't forget to add this deal breaker to your profiles, okay? Don't get dramatic, you know, but you just, you know, you can make a little one-liner. And that little one-liner will help you with your filtration process within your local neighborhood. I promise you're not the only socially progressive people um, where you're living. If you want to be a cheeky bastard like myself, there is also this, and I just want to toss it out there. You know, if you want to be a little... (laughs) If you want to be uh, provoking, you can have like a pussy citizenship test, you know, like you can force swinger couples that hit you up on whatever sites you're on to quote three proven Trump lies for you to consider them. Or like you can incorporate some education into your lifestyling, you know, and if they can, then it's like now you have passed to the next level of fucking my girlfriend. I think it's a fun way to force ignorant people to consume facts before consuming your cock or her cunt. And might I also recommend hitting up a lifestyle resort? I don't know what your budget is like, but hitting up a swinger, like swinger cruises and like sensual resorts, that can surround you with like-minded people. Granted, you may totally run into Trumpers out there too. Trumpers also swing. But you'll also at least have like a, a lot more variety uh, surrounding you. It just seems like there's slim pickings up where you are. There's obviously the choice to abandon your preference about not fucking Trumpy folk. I don't know you or your gorgeous as fuck significant other. Only you two can decide how to drop your standards. If you choose to go that route for me, it just ends up being a turnoff. Once I, once I realize it, just also know that you are not alone in Trump land. There is someone else out there unhappy about their ideological surroundings too. 
Maybe focus less on finding liberal fuck buddies and just try to find like-minded liberal friends. Focus some more on the friendships because, hey, who knows? Maybe one of those friends will become something more later on. I hope this helps. Uh, Hang in there. You know, 2020, it will be here one day. All right. And now for this week's guest, Ginger Banks. Ginger Banks is a uh, a camming gal who is actually soon going to be transitioning into more traditional scene work porn. And I had a really great chat with her at the uh, in Las Vegas when I was covering the AVN Awards. Uh, a little little editor's note. I think uh, I think you might hear some mentions of my girlfriend. And again, just like with Nicoletta, and you're going to hear this a lot with any of these episodes that were recorded back in January at AVN. So don't go like, oh, did Billy get a new girlfriend? Nope. Sorry. No, just still sadly uh, dumped, you know. But Ginger is fantastic. We had a really, really great conversation about sex work, racism in pornography, and like the community surrounding uh, cam, cam girls or cam people. You know, she called it the cam community. I like that. That was cute. Her commentary on call-out culture just really connected with me. It was, I, I definitely agree that we need to be able to speak to the person. Do you want to shout or do you want to make a change? You're not usually going to get the option uh, for both. Let's go ahead and get to me with Ginger Banks. They would never know that I don't like them because I don't want to give them that power over me. So if at any point <laughs> in time you start despising me during this, I'll never know it because you're just going to be uber polite. Pretty much. My poker face is on point. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I, I've never been a fan of that, though. I've always been like, just like, I like to know where I stand with someone. Yeah. You know, if someone hates me, I, I want to know. And then like we can continue on as planned. I just I need that context. Well, when someone's trying to get a reaction out of you, you know, you just want to like stay calm and not give them to that. So I try to always just be happy. Kill them with kindness. No Kill matter them what. with kindness. <laughs> it works. It does. Uh, and, and so I'm here right now with Ginger Banks. Hello. 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 Thanks for making time to chat. Um, you have been you've been posting some awesome things. You I just found out last night. Did you have a hand in? making sure Ron Jeremy wouldn't be here? Well, I definitely uh, accumulated all of the evidence I could find online of his allegations of sexual assault and rape against him Mm -hmm. and put them in a YouTube video. And then I believe the owner of AVN showed him the video and realized he probably wasn't going to change. Or I believe... Don't quote me on this. He actually maybe had admitted to the owner of AVN that he had done it too. And we have a new code of conduct here that they introduced in 2016, I think, that, you know, basically says that shit's not allowed and Ron's breaking the rules. So Ron's not allowed to come. And I heard rumors that he was here trying to get girls in to do porn this last AVN before I got here. So I messaged Tony, the guy who owns AVN and just to make sure, like, are these rumors true? And he said, the hotel security knows he's not allowed on here. So I have not seen one picture of Ron Jeremy here, and I'm sure I would have been notified. Well, <laughs> My social media is yeah. always on the top of that with me. Well, that's fantastic. That's uh, that's great. Yeah. No, this will probably be the first year since, you know, he's been here that no girl will be sexually assaulted at AVN by Ron Jeremy. So that's excellent. Fingers right? crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You know, that, that little weasel finds a way. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, he has... I heard he's doing an appearance somewhere in Vegas at a strip club. So we'll see if maybe that strip club gets some integrity and decides not to put their dancers at risk. Did that feel good to like 
have the owner of AVN actually say that and to have someone go like, yeah, like we will actually stand up for the people who actually make this business work. Yes. And it seems like they did it before they got enormous backlash. They did it because they thought it was the right thing to do. It seems like some of these other expos waited until the last second where their fans were screaming, you need to have him banned. Mm. And then they finally did it. AVN like took a... Uh, an offensive step in some ways. Because, like, awesome. the NFL won't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought porn way ahead uh, so progressively uh, from, from uh, other public institutions like that? Exactly. Consent is really important. I think this is a really cool place to maybe educate some fans on it because certain performers love taking pictures where their fans, like, have their faces in their butts and certain other performers have terrible anxiety we don't want you to touch us at all in our pictures and all you have to do is come up and be like hey can i touch your butt no hey can i put my arm around you yes no and we'll move on and keep taking our picture and everything will be good but i think this is a great opportunity to teach fans what is and what is not appropriate yeah that's been like a running theme going on even before i started i got here to vegas and started talking to some porn people was uh i was talking to this foot fetish queen in new york city and we were talking about fan boundaries She's got like this huge, big, popular YouTube channel. I got this show. Like we've both, I mean, me, not nearly the volume that she gets, mm-hmm. but I've both gotten similar, you know, people being creepy, overstepping boundaries, finding like your partners exactly. on social media and then trying to talk to them, mm-hmm. you know, people who aren't in the public light. And, that, and then I've been talking to the other people this, this weekend about that. And uh, like, what are some things you would want fans to know? People come to AVN or Exotica or any of these, these cons, porn or otherwise, because I think this stuff... This extends to you go to Comic-Con. Yes, exactly. I've heard a lot of similar things happen to provocatively dressed women at Comic-Cons and things like that. Um, The more I've learned about this and read comments in reaction to the whole Ron Jeremy um, stuff is basically society views sexual women as something that they... Uh, excuse sexual assault against almost. And it's really disappointing to see that we really like, we're really back in time when it comes to that. It seems like such a crazy thought, but I've seen so many comments basically just saying like, she's a porn star. Like she gets grabbed all the time on set. So why shouldn't we grab her on this, like the street? Like, do we just you're go- not paying me? Yes. Do we go up to UFC fighters and just punch them in the face and say, that's your job? <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of want to. <laughs> like you're making a good point. It's like, yo, same thing, different, different scenario. But yeah, I mean, I just want our fans to know that we are people. Like we might fuck on camera for money, but we all have families and feelings and other things. And it's completely up to the user whether or not they want to objectify us. We all have social media. We all show another side of our lives and you can get to know us or you can masturbate to our porn and never think of us again. I can't reach through my computer screen and force you to look at my Twitter. So, you know, I I don't know what else I'm supposed to do to not objectify myself. I share my thoughts, my feelings on my social media. So... You can view that or just view my porn. It's up to you. But I am a human and my fans should realize that about all sex workers. Mm-hmm. And really just all people, yeah. all women, like all everyone. Yes, just like remember, I know. Like ask things. Like I've been getting good at like in, in comedy. Uh, I remember this one comic 
would make this point when whenever we were at an open mic and just dude we heard the like seven just really not funny rape jokes in a row <laughs> and uh, uh, women like this they're just things are also not good uh, they're not also, they're not good and they're not funny exactly. co- so she would just sometimes just lose it and just fucking go on stage and just freak out on the mic in the most awesome yeah, way so awesome but and a point that she'd always say was how like uh comics which like I, you know you see a male comic like you, you shake his hand but then you see a female comic you go in for a hug mm-hmm. and i did that all the time so and didn't even think about it yeah so i started making an act an active effort to like oh, i just shake everyone's hands unless i'm friends with them yes, and, and then, then i hug, hug regardless of gender yeah so that's it's so like, interesting like i'll hug janet and sam stevens <laughs> equally That's that's an interesting point that I've never really thought about the handshaking and hug thing. I mean, I like a lot of what we're doing is just unlearning the stupid shit that like our parents and society has taught us over the years. And you're right. Like, I can't just fight for equality when it comes to sex workers and try and make us not marginalized. Like, I have to do it for people of color, transgender people, anyone that doesn't have as much of a voice like we should all be fighting for equality for everyone. Yeah. It's not just equality for me. Like, don't just speak up when injustice affects you. That That's not how we make the world a better place. Exactly. Um, I, I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. Um, and it's a good point you bring up. Like, also, you got to do for people of color and trans mm-hmm. because, you know, you're this like hot white blonde chick. Exactly. I, and- I have lived an extremely <laughs> privileged life. I know that. And I, my biggest struggle in life has been a webcam model and how people have treated me because of that. Like my father is still convinced. I'm pretty sure to this day that my ex that I just left, that he forced me to become a webcam model because, you know, it's like he's, his brain doesn't want to accept the fact that his smart, intelligent, like strong-willed woman decided to go into this job and I'm deciding to stay here and I'm deciding to go into mainstream pornography. So like dad, my ex actually did not want me to do porn. So don't, don't think that that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Strong-willed women also sometimes love sex. Yes, (laughs) we do. Like porn, the porn companies need to start realizing that too, because as soon as I became single, I realized I think there's a huge lack in the market. And in camming too, um, they don't cater anything towards like straight females or just like females in general. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's much more catered towards intercourse and stuff Me. like that. Yes, it's of course. Catered to this face right here. <laughs> I learned a new word that I love. It's called outer course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Outer course. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. I just read it on. in the ethical slut, and I was like, wow, because I was hooking up with this guy a couple weeks ago. And he couldn't get hard. And I was just like, it's fine. So I we were watching porn, actually. And I just started, like, laying there masturbating. And that's what turned him on. And he just started masturbating. And we were literally just laying next to each other masturbating. And it was some of the most fun, like, sex yeah. or whatever it was that I've ever, like, we weren't even touching each other. So, like, if even if you're both not tested or whatever, you can figure out a way to have fun and not exchange fluids and yeah you know? it's like hey i want to fuck you i don't know if i want to fuck but like i would like to maybe do this activity instead would you and and you can just negotiate exactly. what sex is. i just saw a really cool um like a uh, meme thing on on this like instagram i follow for the fifth vital sign and they uh it's just like a whole like consent um like web flow oh, type yeah. thing <laughs> but but it said like consensus negotiation i was like sex can be whatever you want it to be and then the consent is the negotiation of what that mm-hmm. you're going to do together. Yeah, so yeah. It, lying together, masturbating, that sounds like a hot time yesterday. So we're in a very sex 
sexually charged hotel suite right now because oh, yeah. we got someone who's doing porn nice her partner um me the the whore boy um <laughs> and then their very sexually frustrated uh friend who's there and so like she was fucking her guy in the other room or sleeping or taking a nap and i was just really horny i wanted to jerk off <laughs> and i i went to the friend and i was like hey like because we're in this huge living room yeah. separate from the bedroom and i was like hey like is it okay if i like jerk off uh like in this vague vicinity yeah. and she's like yeah i don't mind nice and if she said no i was like okay and then i could go yeah. to the bathroom and and, and for, i love it and then i thought it was hot just to be jerking off where someone could hear you could hear me and potentially look over and just smile if you wanted to and yes people love being watched while they have sex I, that's one of the things that i love and i think it's gonna make doing mainstream porn really easy for me because yeah. i'm gonna be like excited by the crew being there I'm not going to be nervous about it. For sure, yeah. It's going to add to the excitement. <laughs> yeah, are you, so you're excited about the the transition? I mean, not that you ditched camming. Uh, porn stars clearly are now very uh, diversified the incomes. Yes, you always need to keep camming. Like It blows my mind that some of these big mainstream porn stars don't cam at all. You don't mm -hmm. need to do it that often. A couple times a month and you'll make great money. It's a great way to interact with your fans. They love talking to the person that they've masturbated to their whole life. For sure. <laughs> it's amazing. And so are you excited about that transition? I am so excited. I've been thinking about doing porn since my first AVN. In 2016, it was. So it's been a few years that I've been thinking about it. And I just finally signed with a company to do a really cool project. They haven't announced anything yet. So I'm going to wait until they do. But it's going to be really cool. I heard someone call what porn stars do performance art the other day. Really? Yes. And I was like, that is the perfect way to put it. Because... You know, it, it it is, we are having fun, we are enjoying it, but we are turning our bodies to the camera, we are doing certain things to put on a performance, and it is, it was just the perfect way to put it. Have uh, have you been asking anyone, have you been asking performers for advice and tips on, you know, doing scenes? Oh yeah, always. I've been doing that for the past two years. Which agents to work with, which companies to work with, which performers are fun to work with, and Which stuff ones like probably that. are not to? Yes, exactly. Well, I would... I have a, a secret little no list in my head, but you know, I'm, I'm very privileged. I think I, I think right now I'm going to be very picky with the scenes that I choose to do, but I really love just having sex. So we'll yeah. see if I just end up being like, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll do a lot of different porn. Like, we'll see. Yeah. It's like, oh, like I really want to do that one though. He's I, really hot. Yeah, She's exactly. Hot. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I'm planning on like being a little bit more limited, but we'll see. Do you want to explain what, I don't think everyone knows what the no list is. Do you want to explain what that? Uh, there's just certain performers that if you decide you do not want to work with them, your agent will make sure not to book any scenes with you with that person, basically. Mm -hmm. There is actually a performer bill of rights by the APAC, which they're great. right now off the top of my head, I don't know what that stands for, but they're uh, Adult Performer Advocacy Committee. Yes, yes, yes. But I, after my first scene is shot, I will be able to join it and <laughs> become a member and I just saw that Bill of Rights for the first time, and it was awesome because it just explains basically what you should be able to expect from each scene, your agent, the company before, during, and after your shoot. So I think a lot of people just are uneducated about what their rights are as performers. I've heard of agents telling performers that they're going to sue them for hundreds of thousands of dollars if they leave them and go sign with someone else, which makes no sense because in contract law, you can only sue them for like the amount of money you were going to make, which is not going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so 
just educating. And they're just doing that just to scare them because the, the performer's like, fuck, I don't have hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. I guess I have to do the thing. Yes. And I, yeah, I, I'm talking, going to be talking to Mark Spiegler. I believe if he's not my agent, I'll probably represent myself because I haven't really heard the best things about agencies. Like it seems like a lot of them forget that performers are people and they start to think of them as products. And you can't do that. We're humans. So <laughs> we have emotions and people start getting this weird, like set of like, I don't know what it would even be called. Like this is how you're porn career needs to go you need to do solo then you need to do girl girl then you need to do boy girl then you need to do interracial or anal or something like that your choice and you can charge more to fuck black people like how can you can charge more to work with a person of color that is insane to me or you can decide not to work with them and You know, how, how do you feel about that? Because that's a inter- that uh, both for whether uh, sex sex workers were like escorts yes. uh, who say they j- won't fuck black guys um, mm-hmm. or exactly. or for porn. Like, how, what's your stance on that? I think it's racist. And I really think that when you admit it to yourself, I would respect performers so much more if they were like, my dad's going to think less of me if I work with performers of color. I would respect you more if you said that instead of just like, no, I'm just not attracted to them or their dicks are too big. Like, just be honest about it because we know that society looks down on women like that sometimes. Like, we, they try to separate them into categories. I know growing up in high school, if you would sleep with someone of color, they would say like, oh, so you fuck black guys? Like, oh, like you're putting into a new category. Like, that is insane to me. And that's one you of the things. You fuck one black guy. Yeah. And it's just. I. <laughs> well, I, I, I've thought about it a lot. Okay. Yeah. And what I think it is, is that a lot of men associate their worth, like with their penis size. Mm-hmm. And what a society stereotype black men to have giant cocks right right and oh if you fuck one black guy you're never gonna want to fuck a white dude again like that thing i think that mentality they're like i don't want to risk like fucking a white girl who has fucked a black guy and she's like "Ooh, like it's not good because you're white like you know like or so they're just like no she's ruined i don't want to do deal with her like oh they say that's disgusting racist shit i hear it all the time still i know people who have said things like I don't masturbate to porn stars who have worked with black performers before. Those words have come out of someone's mouth. And I was like, like a friend, someone in my generation, one of my ex's fraternity brothers actually said it. And and you're like, mind blowing. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. And that is, it's, I think porn is a reflection of society. Mm. Porn isn't created in a vacuum. So it's interesting to kind of study porn and what we do and to see how that correlates to society at large. So I don't, I think all of these racist problems that we have in porn, we have as a bigger issue in society. Same thing with sexism, transphobia, all mm-hmm. of these things. It's all happening in society, but it's just able to kind of look at porn and like almost we're not in a bubble, but it's easy to view it or observe it is the word. It's easier to observe what happens in porn because it's just like a small little community. Yeah. We were, we were talking about like a uh, race play last night in our, in our car to the, the dive bar because, uh, you know, the perf- 
performer. I don't know if I'm supposed to say her name or not. Yeah, I got to mm-hmm. find out. Um, but, you know, she was talking about how, like, she wouldn't be comfortable with that if somebody wanted her to. She, like, she said the phrase big black cock in the car. She's like, even just saying that makes me just so uncomfortable. Yeah, I need to go change some of my video titles, actually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I have BBC in there as. You're uh, just like, it's SEO. I don't know. Well, it's a different. It's a definitely a different type of dildo. And I don't know. It is a big black dildo so. I, yeah like if it's descriptively <laughs> and, it, and it was for the dildo but i don't see i would never perform with someone who is a person of color and like market it that way because that feels like i'm objectifying that person mm-hmm. and i do start to see it as you are profiting off of racism in a way and on the other hand <clears throat> we are performance artists and it's hard to say like no you shouldn't be able to do this as an artist Mm-hmm. But I think if your motivations are money, it it's kind of an ethical dilemma. Like, I don't want people to be profiting off sexism. I don't want them to be profiting off of these things. But at the same time, I know that we should be able to separate fantasy and reality. Because am I supposed to tell someone that they're not supposed to fantasize about, like, incest or any of these other things? Because... What we're supposed to be teaching is, yes, fantasy is one thing and reality is another thing. Are we allowed to indulge in that for a moment and then come back and still be civil human beings who are able to talk about equality and all of these things? I think so. But I think that's a hard discussion, a topic to discuss. Like, I guess in a perfect world, you'd make race play videos and make them really expensive and make all the donations go to like the NAACP or something like that. Like, right. I'm not I'm going to profit off racism, but also use that money to help in the fight for equality. That's like something I've like thought about people could do. But I don't know. It's a it's a it's a weird thing. It's something I do think about a lot, though, because like there's also the argument of like, who are you to tell someone they have to work? with somebody like because like, oh, the, no, the no the no list is body. supposed to be like sacred mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but if your no list is racist yeah then that... can we at least get to the place where you admit mm-hmm. yeah i'm just racist like i'm yeah. racist i don't want to fuck black dudes on camera like like i wish it was like that and it's true that is it is your body it is your yeah. decision and we should never force someone to do something they're not comfortable with what we should do is foster an environment where these discussions can happen and these people can potentially realize on their own that maybe something they're doing is racist because i do see a lot of soul searching with these porn stars one of i remember seeing riley reed say something a few years ago about how she apologized for charging more for her interracial scenes she was very open about it she Mm -hmm. said that was wrong of me and i think that 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 type of stuff is important and i think it's also important to not tear people down when they are open about admitting the mistakes that they made in the past because we're supposed to be able to learn from them and grow and if someone admits to a mistake they made in the past and you jump down their throat and you like want to try and destroy their lives because of it all you're going to do is make anyone else observing this think I'm never going to admit that I'm wrong because I don't want my life ruined. Right. I'm just going to pretend like I'm not racist and I'm not sexist and I'm not any of these things. I am never going to have an open discussion about it because if I admit to making someone uncomfortable, if I admit to sexually assaulting someone and realizing years later that it was wrong and apologizing for it, but you still want to completely ruin someone's life, like we should allow people to make mistakes and change but they have to be willing to change Mm -hmm. so do you ever read john ronson's book about public shaming no but that is it's really fantastic read and uh i was reading as someone who's been publicly shamed for being an asshat on twitter uh you know i'm i'm 
I'm no angel. I've made a lot of mistakes, but it's a fascinating read about that and about outrage and about how we, the gang mentality of just like, here's someone we can all hate exactly. collectively. Kind of like the two minute hate from 1984. I never, I never read, finished reading that book. I have. That, uh, what is so a two minute hate? Um, it was like a, in there, in that futuristic society, mm-hmm. it was that, um, it was like just in the morning or something like it was two minutes on the TV that every it was in every place oh, in the country or the oh, nation or yeah, whatever. Okay, okay, and for okay. two minutes, you would just they would show images from whatever nation they pretend that they're at war with. Word. And everyone's supposed to be yelling and saying mean names collectively. And we just you're supposed that's time you get your rage stop, out. That's so stop. Oh, my God. I, I need the, her, I really need to go read that book. That's it's a good terrifying. one. It's good. 1984 is a fantastic it's, book. Brave New World. Can't finish it. Try it three times. 1984 is great, though. That is a really Oh, God, that makes me kind of upset to think about everything that happened with August then because it is such an interesting that was, yeah. thing to think because that's what everybody did. We were not fostering an environment where discussion could take place right there. I had no idea what was even being talked about, but it just seemed like so much hate was going in one direction. And a human is not able to process that. I think that like how the fuck like one person in real life. I don't think it's even like possible for thousands of people to individually come up to you and tell you that you're a fucking homophobe or you're evil and you deserve to die. Like, how can that like imagine that happening in person? Mm -hmm. We need to teach people to be citizens of the Internet. Everything you do on the Internet should be a reflection of something you do online. That's what I try to say to these guys when I'm like my dog. I just found him not breathing on the ground on Twitter or something like that. And they reply with, I'm going to make you not breathe when I shove my cock down your throat. What? How are you still hard with that dog? So I say to you, (laughs) please imagine this conversation having, like having this conversation with me in person and realize how that will come off. And they almost always end up apologizing to me because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I am a person. I am dealing with my dog right now. And you like do not see me as a human. Like what is going on? It is crazy that sometimes like how do you sexualize everything that I tweet? You guys are almost like so it's almost creative to a point. I'm like, Jesus, maybe it has something to do with a mixture of my porn and my um <laughs> sentimental yeah. tweets. Being the guy's scrolling, trying to masturbate on my Twitter to my little video clips. And he sees that he's just Fab, he's like, oh, let me reply. Or mid fab is like, oh wait, now she's talking about sexual assault. Not right now, not right now. Later, I'm so. <laughs> but I can't. I need <laughs> to say something dumb. <laughs> or it's like he comes as he gets to the sexual assault tweet and is like, oh no, this is wrong. <laughs> now I feel bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, w- 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 broke my heart with what happened with August. I, I'm, I come from a heavy background of bullying and isolation, um, from pretty much you know like five to eighteen, and. When I saw what was going on, even if you disagree with what she said, the way in which people went after her, just inexcusable. Because literally people saying you should go yes, kill yourself. Exactly. That is not okay. And honestly, I mean, it has made me rethink the way I use my social media for sure. Mm-hmm. I have had opportunities the past couple of weeks to like send hate in people's directions who have been doing me wrong. And it has been a very interesting experience not sending my mob of Twitter fans after them because it you it's an instant like reaction. They yeah. will defend you. They will you know it. You know you have loyal fans. And so 
but I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want, I know people are in bad places, but it's hard. Sometimes you feel like Twitter is your like last resort when everybody else, that's what I've been trying to do now. Mm. I try to go every other route. All right. Now you're not gonna be a civil adult. I maybe I'm gonna have to publicly shame you mm. if, if this is the last resort. If you've tried other things to get a person to change their behavior, maybe that can be an option. But if it's always your first reaction, you need to realize that that does have an effect on someone. Yeah. We have thousands of fans. That is a, an overwhelming thing to set upon someone who is just a regular average person who normally doesn't have that many interactions. It's got to be overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how did you feel about the issue of like, so her preference of the no list, if people aren't familiar with the August Ames situation, it was, and correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm misremembering, it was like, she didn't like, she had people on their no list because they had done guy on guy porn, right? What I gathered from the situation was that she showed up to set or found out that she was going to be working with someone who does crossover work and mm. she was not made aware of that's that what beforehand. they call it crossover work when guys do yeah okay unfortunately there's also a yeah. category for that yeah. but um so i don't know if it was the fact that he did crossover work or the fact that it seemed like the production company wasn't being so upfront with her mm. so i think it is hard to not think that it is discriminatory to not work with people who are gay performers. I also do research about HIV transmission rates, but if these people are following the pass standards for testing and you know them to be people who take practices for safe sex in their personal life, I cannot see why you would put everyone on your no list for crossover work. And I'd not, I do not know if that was the case with mm -hmm. August, if it was one person or if she, cause I believe she does work with people who are crossover performers, but these are individuals. I know certain people who get tested, but when they go and have sex in their personal lives, they have sex with people who aren't tested and they might not use protection. So if you know someone does that in their personal life, maybe you don't want to risk working with them because you don't want to risk your future career. You're not going right. to be having scenes with that. So I, I came across that last night on fucking Craigslist. No lie. Last last night, because tonight my posses, they're going to a party that I'm not going to. I don't like sex parties where like they charge a whole lot for the guy, not because it's more expensive for me, but because then you get a lot of uh, entitlement dudes. And then I have the face of that guy. So I don't want them to think I'm also. And then just and then I just it's hide true, in a though. corner. So entitlement like I paid. Where's my pussy? Exactly. <laughs> so, and then I don't want think people to think I think that yeah. this is mostly a dial thing <laughs> in my head. And then I end up in a corner by the cheese oh, dip. But so I'm Anxiety. not going. To, I'm not going to that party tonight. <laughs> so what did you find on Craigslist? So uh, yeah, I was on Craigslist, and I uh, I find there's this couple that they're in town. They're performers in town for AVN. Um, that they're performers, but not saying the names and not posting pictures. Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons, I would assume. And they say they just want they want to see if they can break her record for how many dudes she bangs in two nights, and they're just scheduling by appointment. Mm -hmm. So far, the type of thing up my alley. Yeah, like this is uh, this is very me. Uh, I can, like I can take part of that. Come at eight fifteen, and here are the things you're gonna do. I, here's your script. I was like, that's me. And 
he's like ask any questions you want to ask now you know she'll do anything just like clear things with me i was like okay i was like she's like kissing yes um rim job uh giving rim jobs yes i was like oh boy wow then i uh, awesome. then i say i assume like all the guys will be using protection right he says yeah condoms optional exactly and i'm like oh i'm turned off now yeah because even though like i would be using condoms because like I, i'm fluid bonded with my girlfriend so any play we do outside of the relationship has to you know mm-hmm. be protected so i said well i would be using condoms but can you i'm just curious why it's condom optional yes, uh and exactly. that, that freaked me out a little bit yes that's something i'm starting to like i basically completely stopped having sex with people and i will only have sex with them with a condom now or we'll do like mutual masturbation Outer until course. yes until <laughs> i start like i think i'm only gonna have sex for performers for a while just because mm. i don't want to risk anyone else's career in the past before i started getting tested every two weeks i was not as safe as i should have been and the industry is what has taught me to be safe and to get tested regularly and what fluid exchange is even like people don't know that you can get STDs from kissing yeah. and things like that. So Th- that gonorrhea can like uh, cough itself up. Yeah. And- <laughs> I mean, if you're sucking lots of dick, who knows? So, I mean, you just got to be safe. And that's why it's so awesome to be at these things. You can like fuck performers that, you know, are like responsible, like, mm-hmm. you know, in their personal life, they are taking precautions to make sure that they are always ready and cleared to work. It's time for our Did You Know segment brought to you by HotMovies.com, where we give you five facts about the adult entertainment industry that you may or may not already know. HotMovies.com is a great pay-per-minute porn website where you can hashtag pay for your porn in an affordable and ethical manner. And you can enjoy 20 bonus free minutes of viewing pleasure when you sign up at manwhorepod.com slash hot movies. So did you know actress Bobby Starr is a conservatory trained oboist and once taught music in an elementary school? If she has not done a porno where she, if she doesn't have a whole series about teaching dudes how to play the oboe and there's a scene where he fucks, he puts his dick in the oboe, I, I'm going to be disappointed. Uh, about 25% of all daily internet searches in the United States are for pornography. Unofficially, I think about 12% of that is just Ted Cruz. Okay. Uh, Mercedes Carrera went to college for engineering and technology and worked in aerospace for a few years before entering porn. Yeah, because, you know, I figure like once you get, you get bored with space, you're like, ah, I'm, I'm going to get fucking... Orson Welles directed the shower scene in the classic adult film titled 3AM in order to get Robert McCallum back to work on Welles' upcoming film, The Other Side of the Wind. Orson Welles. No wonder that was such a classy porn scene. And finally, actress Elsa Jean was smart enough to test out of high school at the age of 16. Elsa Jean is currently starring in Becoming Elsa from Sweetheart Video, which is available exclusively on hotmovies.com through April 18th. Yeah, look, of course, these at the end of these, of course, there's going to be a plug for the site, as there should be. It's a great site. I've been, uh, I've been personally using it myself. Man or Podcast fans exclusively will get an additional 20 free minutes on top of any package you choose when you sign up or log in at manwhorepod.com slash hotmovies or if you use the promo code manwhore when you sign up. Again, that's manwhorepod.com slash 
hot movies. Now let's get back to the show. And and even though condoms are supposed to protect you in the in the scenario that someone catches something and um I still get turned off when I like let's say I'm like on a Tinder date with someone and and they mention um, like never use condoms. That's a red flag. Even though I know oh, I would be yeah. using a condom with you, oh, I kind of don't even want to use the condom with you and fool around with you. I kind of mm-hmm. that ends up being a huge turnoff because to me that displays poor judgment. Exactly, and poor judgment's a turnoff. <laughs> well, I know in my past I was really desperate for male attention, so anytime someone would try and fuck me, I would be like, "Oh, let's go." If they were moderately attractive, so the more I learn to love myself and get my acceptance from within, I'm not, you know dying to fuck anyone i'm not like yes no oh you don't want to use a condom your, that's fine your sister is giggling over oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah once i wasn't dying <laughs> but it's true like i'm not like i don't even know i'm in a much better place this is my first time single at avn and i still haven't even had sex with anyone because i'm just focused on work and was i supposed to wait were we all supposed to have sex with people by now <laughs> fuck Shit. well i don't know it's just interesting because in the past i probably would have who knows what I would have done this weekend. And it wouldn't right. have been for me to have fun. It would have been for me to get validation from these men. And now I'm just finally starting to have sex when I just want to generally have sex with people. And so it is a lot less. And that's fine for me. But in the past, when I was being more promiscuous, I don't know if I should use that word. When I was having more multiple like partners in like the same night or the same week, it was just I was trying to find that like feeling, chasing something yeah. that... You know, I'm not going to find that like fucking a bunch of random people. So now I have sex for the pleasure and the enjoyment and it's a lot more fun. It really is. I don't feel like like not satisfied at the end. I'm just like, that was fun. We're good. Because before I'm like, why don't you love me? Kind of like right. love me. Can I <laughs> can I fuck you so good that you love me? Now I'm just like, me too. Uh-huh, right? I mean, that's what that's how this show got started. Women would sleep with me. They wouldn't date me. And I was like, someone love me back, please. We all we all want to be loved. (laughs) I'm starting to learn that like food, shelter and a sense of community or like being bonded is really important for humans. And I think that's really awesome. Why I love my uh, website, my free cams that I work on is they really do foster a sense of community with the models that work on the site. And these meetups are so amazing because I get to see all these people that I've known online for so long. It feels like my Twitter just like came to life and is like in real life. And we just, it's amazing to see fellow strong women who just like are in charge of themselves sexually. And I learn so much from them every single time I see them. It's amazing. Yeah, they have that whole like content farm bank of uh of the MFC people uh in that that one booth where everyone's in this communal thing yes. and people like leaning into each other's like cams mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, hi, your people. What's up?" It is uh, so much fun. Yes, our community. <laughs> community. I like that. I like that. How what did that journey uh to find self-love look like for you? Uh, it took a while. I think um one of the essential steps was uh, coming to terms with my job mm-hmm. and not being ashamed of that anymore. Once I realized all of the things that society makes me feel about my own job, I realized like even I was ashamed of it secretly and I didn't even realize it until I started learning all these things. I'm like, shit, I look down on myself. I didn't even realize that. And then coming to terms with that was really empowering because now I know that And I really do truly believe there's nothing wrong with what I do in my job as a sex worker. And I, I did, um, 
hold on to some shame in the past, but there's been a bunch of books that I've read coming out like a sex worker was really cool. It's like um a bunch of different stories. Who's uh, who's that? Fuck, I'm trying to. Are you, do you mean coming out like a porn star? Coming out like a porn Gisley. star by yeah. Jizzly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why does it sound weird? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is this another book I didn't know? But it was like, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, they accumulated a bunch of different stories from different porn stars, sex workers, from a bunch of different backgrounds, and I had always heard the word privilege before, and when I finally read that book. It made me realize I really am privileged in a lot of ways because there was a lot of stories from different backgrounds and it made me, yeah, just see that I lived an easy life. And so I want to like help, help mm. and use that privilege for good. And sometimes I like, I feel like a lot of more conservative people, they see me and they think that I'm quote unquote one of them. Yeah. And so they start to, they say some really fucked up shit to me and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> like, uh, it's like you're an undercover liberal. <laughs> dude, shut the fuck up. That is exactly what I feel like sometimes. That needs to be a TV show, undercover liberal. I'm always just like, okay, <laughs> Send them to sir. Kentucky. I don't know why you just decided to start telling. I don't. People do not need to start speaking our language when they come to our country. They, they probably do speak English, sir. They just feel more comfortable speaking the language they speak that... more languages than you dumbass yeah, exactly <laughs> i'm just so nice about it too because i my goal my end goal is to change as many minds as possible and to get them on my team so telling people hey you stupid fucking racist man like get the fuck away from me oh and then now do you want to listen to my talk about equality <laughs> yeah that makes no sense so i am gonna like i am going to kill them with kindness and it is going to work and if i you have fostering a sense of discussion and education and all of those things starts with being a civil human being. You can't tell someone to fuck off and then expect them to listen to you, like listen to your story after that. It just doesn't work like that. And I understand there is a lot of frustration because these people are trying to fucking get people to see where they're coming from. And a lot of people just don't want to listen. And so I understand that's where I'm using my privilege. I am not frustrated. I haven't lived like a really hard life. I'm ready to be kind and use this. And that's my privilege is that I am not frustrated from being discriminated against. I am in terms of being a sex worker but in all other senses of the world i'm a feminine looking long blonde hair like come on yeah <laughs> fucking barbie whatever you want <laughs> like. and that's intentional it is cool because i do think that some conservative people are more open to having discussions with me just because of the way i look and it's really stupid but <laughs> you never know humans are weird so humans are weird one person at a time I'll, i always i always end up having discussions with people like if they say they feel bad for strippers or just like I always try to have those uncomfortable conversations mm -hmm. because if you don't have those uncomfortable conversations, the world is not going to change. Like that is how we progress as a society is by having these uncomfortable conversations. And I'm I'll I'll have them with you and we can still be friends after like as long as you're not going to treat me poorly or treat other people poorly in front of me, I will be able to have a civil discussion with you like mm. We should, we can do it. We're humans. We're not animals. You look amazing, sister. Ditto. My sister Later. just left the room. Bye. All right, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I get. I was, I was gonna ask. Um, you always been so social justice oriented. No, 
100% not. And was it around reading that and, um, and discovering other literature? It that... has been a process. Like, yeah. if you went and looked at my Twitter in the past, like, I don't delete a lot of my stuff. You could see it. Yeah. I would just, I wasn't. Me neither, because I, I, you know, they don't give you the retweets back as yes. credit. I mean, <laughs> you... I want them. <laughs> no, if you look like, um, some of the stuff I would say in the past, like I said, I was desperate for male attention mm-hmm. and I didn't want to rub any men the wrong way. And so I would kind of speak up and out against when white people were being oppressed or when men were being oppressed. Looking back, like that's what I would speak out against. And now it just kind of seems silly because it's like, yes, 100%, it is wrong to turn the discrimination back on someone else. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it almost feels like there's a bigger problem that I I was just ignoring and trying to, like, just get support from all of my, like, oh, these guys, I don't know what it was. And once I, like, just started being true to myself, what I believe, what is right in this world, and started speaking that, I guess it just happens to be I'm more social justice oriented now because that's me being true to myself. I used to... I used to laugh at racist and sexist jokes all the time because I didn't want to make those guys think I wasn't cool that was making them. You know, right. I just, I want everyone to like me. It's most, it used to be mostly male attention, but in general, it's everybody. And I would do stupid things in the past to try and get attention. Now being myself, being true to myself and all of those things, it's weird. People almost like me way more because of yeah. that. And I'm not trying to make them like me it's the weirdest thing because you're being your yeah yeah, it's being natural people Mm because they can smell the desperation and they totally can and it's it's awesome i always i try to do the right thing when it's not popular that's what we need to do you need to do the right thing when it's not popular it's easy to speak out against like injustice that affects you that's obvious but when it comes to other people and other groups of people It can be not as obvious. And so slowly I had lots of people on my Twitter who would always have conversations with me. It was the people who had conversations with me. And And didn't shout at you, right? Didn't public shame me 100% because it puts you on the defense. It does. It puts you on the defense. Especially when they've got like thousands and thousands of people also like co-signing it. It's not the most effective way to change it. The key thing is we want this person to be willing to listen to us and willing to learn Mm -hmm. or else they're never going to change their mind. And so the first thing we do is we can't put them on the defense. That makes no sense because in my experience in the past, these people would – the first thing they would do is try to shame me. And so I would be defensive to like listening to them or learning to anything they had to say. And eventually someone in my DMS who had amazing patience or whoever it's, it has been so many different people who have done it in the past, but in my DMS slowly having discussions with me, getting to rethink the way that I, uh, that the things that I was thinking. And those are the people who actually had an effect on me. And so that's the things I like to remember And so I try to do that with my followers is I have interactions with them. I don't, I don't retweet what they said and then respond to them. I just reply to them. You don't do the quote tweet? Yes, exactly. Because then you're just going to public shame, publicly shame them and all your followers are just going to be like, shut up. You should understand like sex workers are people and all this stuff. And no, let's have a discussion. It's the Socratic method. You ask questions, ask questions and my whole life, I've always just been screaming my point at people. And my ex really got me to think about things. Like, think, hey, Ginger, explain why you think that. 
why do you think that? And that is how I got to realize, oh, I'm wrong about that. Yeah. So that's the method I'm going to use on other people when I come into contact with them. And it's working so far. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's a beautiful it. sentiment. I love the, uh, you got to do the right thing when it's not popular. I think that's a, it's a wonderful way to think about things and, and you know, how to live one's life. Yeah. Pat Tillman <laughs> was, uh, he's definitely a, was a role model for me. I mm. always thought that he was just some like, you know, conservative jock. I think that the right really did a good job of branding him like that. But once I learned about him and how he was so true to himself, he turned down like a huge contract with the Rams oh, because yeah. the Cardinals were the first people to sign him because he wanted to stay loyal to them. And that blew my mind when I found out about that and how his family they were all in the military, so he thought it was the right thing to do was to go into the military. Instead of you know, Instead of getting yeah, that money. <laughs> exactly. And just how he was um, an, he was not homophobic back in the 90s. He would always have arguments with his coaches and things like that. And he stayed true to himself. And he's someone that he did the right thing when it wasn't popular and stuff like that. And so him and there's a bunch of other people that I just try and, you know, look up to and think and remember and. <laughs> Try and tell yourself, don't go with the flow. Like, fuck the status quo. That was something that we had in the past, like, to help us survive as humans. But I think we're good on population now. I think we're good. That's fantastic. <laughs> fuck the status quo. So uh, so your sister just left. Uh, so I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. So you, you cam. Yes, I cam. Your sister camps. Yes, she did. It took her about five years of me watching me cam. How, how long have you been camming, uh, performing? It will be eight years this May or June or something like that. Okay. So and, and, now she, and now she's here at AVN as well. Yes, she <laughs> is. I think she's here more to party than she is to work, work, but she's having a blast. So, I mean, my free cams really takes care of us at these meetups and these, oh my God, like little Wayne is performing for us tonight for an hour and a half for a private performance. What? Yeah. Last year it was Flo Rida. And it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever experienced, to be honest with yeah. you, because it's a fucking concert. There's like less than 200 people there, basically, for you. Like, what? And so I just love the owner, Leo, is amazing. And I love my free cams. Like, yeah. they really, like I said, they foster a sense of community. It can be isolating to be a sex worker. Mm -hmm. It really can, especially now with camming, we're all over the country. Like, it probably used to be with at a strip club or on the street if you're working full service. Like at least you maybe might, you might know someone that would teach you something. Yeah. All these girls are by themselves in the middle of nowhere, just trying to get on line, and they might not have anybody to talk about their job with ever. And that is so hard. I moved somewhere last year, and I wasn't able to talk about my job while I was there, mm -hmm. and it it really put it in perspective for me how it is a privilege to be out about your job as a sex worker and it's very freeing and it is something that is what I want to change. I don't want it to be your, you know, your best friend's biggest secret is probably that she stripped one summer and she doesn't want to tell you because she's too scared of how you're going to react. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. There are sex workers all over this country that are terrified about how you're going to react. You, People in this country have their lives ruined every day because they took some nude pictures. It's time for the fan whore appreciation moment. All right. This is the part of the podcast where I'd like to give a few shout outs to some members of my fan whore community on Patreon. Big shout out to Katie R. 
Thanks so much for your membership. I'll be seeing you and the boyfriend at ManhorCon. Yes, I'm so excited. Jody R over in Great Britain. I love it when I see the Brits repping it strong in the fanhor community. And a, and a big thank you to Antoinette with the fancy name. Able to afford herself one of them fancy fan whore memberships. Rock on, girl. Thanks to, to you three and, and all the members of my fan whore community. And you too can become a member for as little as $1. Membership gets you exclusive access to private fan whore communities on Facebook and Kick. It gets you access to dozens and dozens of exclusive Man Whore Podcast bonus episodes and oh so much more. Head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. Get yourself a membership today. And I, I just want to remind y'all that Monday, April 16th, is the four-year anniversary of the Man Whore Podcast. And if we can reach our stretch goal by April 16th, I will begin producing an additional free Man Whore Podcast available to everyone every month. We are just $133 away at the time of me recording this. So we are just like, we are so close. And if we can hit it by that date, I'm going to give you more show. Give everyone the gift of more Man Whore Podcasts by getting yourself a membership. Again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Man Whore Podcast. And now let's wrap up with Ginger Banks. Oh, I can't wait for our generation to come to yes. full power because everyone's going to be like, whatever. Exactly. When our generation's in power, you're going to, when you submit all of your, your forms, you actually have to submit a name. Uh, it's just <laughs> so going to be. So we know it's you. Yeah. That's, the identification is going to be with your dick pic. That's it just. It is crazy that like you, like some people will be teachers and they have done nude modeling in the past, never brought it up to their students, nothing. Yep. And some nothing inappropriate. person with a vendetta decides to ruin their life literally ruin their life and you know what i don't even know it's just it's so unfortunate people have their children taken away because of this and i am this that's the type of shit i want to change that is not okay and we're not going to be like accepting the fact that we're second class citizens anymore we're not going to be marginalized anymore and i think we're we're at the tipping point i think well as 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 the society continues to get just a little bit more and more sex positive, a little bit more and more accepting of sexuality, a little, In little general, less yeah. intimidated by like women fucking for their own amusement and pleasure. <clears throat> uh, that I think that all trickles down, and I'm a big fan of a uh, comprehensive sex ed in school. So I just think everything. If we put that yes. there, I think it all fucking trickles education. down. Education, education. Yes, hundred percent. I think one of the things that my job allows me to do is think a lot. Yeah, I don't. I don't work a ton like all day. Time wise, yeah. Yeah, when I am working, I still have the ability to maybe think about other things and do stuff like that, you know? So I'm just like, I'm always contemplating what is the solution. And I always come back to the same thing, which is education, education, education. I, I can't help but... Like, I don't know. I'm always meditating on it. What is it? And it's education. And it's so that fixes going to be really important. STI rates, teen pregnancy rates, which also affects abortion rates. It affects, uh, you know, consent, bullying, bullying, all of it. It just it, it, it violence against sex workers. All this stuff will go down if we have comprehensive sex ed in school. 
let it take for 15 years mm-hmm. and you will see such a monstrous fucking difference in our society. So we need to, all right. So that's one of my other focuses. I'm like slowly comprising a, focuses yeah. of like I mean, what I need want to help change. And I guess it is teachers. Like what are just, we going to do to help facilitate? Well, it's getting, it's getting the education. states to make the laws to do that. I mean, if you look at, I don't know if you ever looked at the stats of, of sex ed in this country oh, it's yeah. it's abominable it's less than half 21 out of 50 states have sex ed yeah classes yeah and then and then insane. 13 of of the only 13 states require to be medically accurate that's the stat that always drives me fucking bonkers that and is it, so unfortunate and you know what pisses me off too since we're such a like sex whatever society is that there are these people on periscope and other platforms i believe her name was dr zana dr zana yeah Zana, yeah yeah. and i remember her periscopes were getting deleted and all she did was fucking educational like sexual Mm -hmm. education and that shit was getting flagged and i don't know how to else who else to put blame on it but it seems like a lot of religious people don't want us to be learning about sexual education and periscope was kind of um a big place for pastors and stuff like that and yeah. it was kind of a weird mixture to be <laughs> honest with you i would have my like ass like twerking and like a bunch of people praying on the same like page for most popular posts hey. on periscope oh gosh i and i knew that would be triggering i'm like yo write an algorithm let there be one little check mark that says i have a little bit more not, it's not a, even adult, explicit you can call it adult content adult oriented adult or oriented. something like mature it's i wasn't even naked but, yeah. <laughs> but the way they word their they purposefully word their terms of service to be vague so mm-hmm. that they can delete you for anything sexually but they also have it vague so that you can do sexual things i mean so exactly. that because i've had to you know I, I wanted to do like a body i got body painted like back in october and i wanted to like stream it and i was trying to figure out where i could do that and you know, it was like, oh, you can't be pornographic, but you can be nude. I'm like, so like, can my dick be out or not? But like, kind of, I don't know. Like, Just take a chance. And whenever people find out that we get deleted, they're like, I literally watch porn on Instagram. Like I masturbate to porn on Instagram or I'm ma- like, I go on there for porn. So I think they allow it, but they don't want it to get too popular. Mine- it's like, don't come to, don't come to the forefront. Right. <laughs> I like the masturbating using non-porn, quote unquote, as porn. Uh, whether that be Instagram or Facebook or in my case, oh, yeah. sometimes uh, uh, on certain runs of where this mind goes when when the blood's not up there. <laughs> is, uh, sometimes I just swipe through Tinder and I'm like, OK, nice. this is this is the porn now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I read stories. People need to read more stories. Oh, that's how I started with porn. My Same. beginning of porn was Literaca because you could I could exactly. print it out. I went to boarding school. Shut the fuck up. That's hilarious. Yeah. I went to boarding school where like we didn't have Internet in our rooms. Um we didn't have internet in our room, so I would like print out the stories and then hide them under my mattress because if anyone just saw me carrying them, no one knew what it was because it's just words, you know? Yeah. Because it's not like big oh, tits yeah, on know. the page. Exactly. Today, one. Oh my God, sorry. Yeah. She's asking me if I'm. Right. Someone from the booth I'm about to go work at, she's asking me when I'm scheduled. Oh. I'm like, I'm scheduled at one. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all the social media stuff you made for me. <laughs> Uh, Ginger, thanks so much for chatting with me. Um, Thank you, too. I had a blast. Yeah. Where where can people find you um, in the world? I am most active on my Twitter, which is GingerBanks1. And I also have a free Snapchat that I interact with my fans with a lot. It is Banksy.69B-A-N-K-S-Y. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a, are you serious? Or are you fucking with me? <laughs> it is not. I am Banksy. No, no. <laughs> I, have no I have nothing to do. Uh, is Banksy what now? <laughs> Banksy.69. 
Oh, okay. I thought you started saying a whole bunch of numbers. I started being like, wait, what's going on? Um, I don't do Snapchat. I, don't, I was like, is oh, that no, just how just it is? Banksy.69 sure. is my free Snapchat. Yeah, people always ask me if it has something to do with the graffiti oh, yeah. artist. And I'm like, no, he's yeah. badass. But yeah. <laughs> nah. well, well, go check out her stuff. Um, Go read her. Tw- go jerk off to her Twitter. Go also yes. read her Twitter because oh, uh, you post perfect. such fantastic things. Thank you. Um, and, and I, you know, I hope you do Both. change the world. Let's, oh, let's fucking you. change this place. We will together. Yes, thank awesome. you for having me. Later. Definitely not the conversation I was expecting, but I am so glad we had it. Ah, oh, Ginger, she is so great. And not not for nothing, insanely, insanely hot. So y'all should definitely go check out her porn. Pay for some of it even. How's that? You can go jerk off to her at gingerbanks.com. That's G-I-N-G-E-R-B-A-N-K-S dot com. Of course, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Billy Persita, and I would love if you would go like the Man Whore Podcast Facebook page, search the Man Whore Podcast, not Billy Persita, because that's my private place. <laughs> uh, please, I, I really would love it if we can hit that. I really think we can do it. I want us to reach our stretch goal on Patreon by April 16th. Go throw down a buck if 133 of you went through one dollar down. We'd hit the thing right right now. So again, please go get yourself a membership at patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash what? Yeah, podcast. Tomorrow, all the $5 and up members of the Patreon community will enjoy a great bonus episode with editor-in-chief of Math Magazine, Mackenzie Peck. I'll just say this much, Math Magazine, it's not much about math. Really, really zero, like not at all about math, but all about sexy, sexy, sexiness. I'll tell you more about her next week. And until then, stay slutty. (laughs) 